You're listening to the Guess of My Soapbox podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We want to make the world a better place and share life-educated opinions and have discussions on various topics. Welcome your host. He is a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, and always wants to know, how's your integrity today? Mad Morgan! It's Wednesday night, folks, and hey, welcome to another week, another Wednesday episode of Get Off My Soapbox. Hey, I am your host, Mad Morgan. Welcome to episode three on this August 17th of 2022. And, well, we're going to start the night off right on this hump day, this Wednesday, with our big show of Get Off My Soapbox. But hey, what I'd like you to do is check out our website at getoffmysoapbox.com. More information on this show and, of course, our daily, Monday to Friday, daily short format podcast of Soapbox Daily. Check that out. It's about three to five minutes, sometimes a little longer. And we discuss uh, topics of the day, very short, sweet to the point. We try to cover it as much as we can within a five minute period, roughly. So feel free to check that out. And today we are going to discuss political, environmental and social climates. It's important. It is. And like I like to tackle the out of the box. I like to tackle the big topics when it comes to Wednesdays. And of course, to get off my soapbox and a little more freelance, not so much research. I like to give you the plain talk, the everyday language, because when I start doing research on a lot of these topics and I read articles and educated papers and all this stuff, you start reading all this stuff and you're like, your eyes glaze over. It's all techno mumbo jumble. Hey, I want to sound, I want to sound smart. I want to sound intelligent. I want to talk over your head so you don't understand it. And it's really frustrating when they do that because how is the everyday person, the common day folk supposed to understand this kind of mumbo jumbo, everything else? It's just, it's frustrating because it's no wonder we're not getting any further along because people don't understand this. So they don't know what they're supposed to do and they don't understand how A plus B equals C and how this over here connects to this over here. Yeah. It's no wonder why there's no action being made and nothing's getting done when it comes to the climates. And specifically a lot of what we're talking about today, political, environmental and social climates is all around climate change and the state of the planet and the state of the world when it comes to what's happening. As you know, if you do listen to my daily and any of my shows, I always ask you, hey, how is your integrity today? Because integrity, and to put it simply, is doing the right thing when no one else is watching. For all of us to have to watch each other, to hold each other accountable for our actions, is part of what the problem is. Because we don't have enough time in a day. We don't have enough energy to constantly watch each other. If everybody has their own integrity and does it because things are the right thing to do, then there's no need to babysit everybody. There's no need to watch everybody. Just do the right thing. It's a moral, common sense, logical factor when it comes to doing the right thing. Moralistically, if it's wrong, don't do it. Throwing trash on the ground, don't do it. Like COVID, I saw that a lot. Masks being thrown in parking lots and rubber gloves, latex gloves and all this stuff, garbage all over the place. And I'm sitting there going, how does somebody live with themselves at the end of the day to just throw trash? Like it's nothing, like it has no effect. Like cigarette butts out the window, the driver's doing that. How do you live with yourself at the end of the day that you can do this kind of stuff and not realize that to you it might seem insignificant and such a little thing, but it has a major impact. It does. That little, that little thing, that little thing, just like everything 
adds up. There's 8 billion people. Think about how many people are doing that. And that little thing becomes a mountain. This is what people are not realizing. It becomes a mountain. If you change your ways, then hey, it alleviates the problem. But this is the thing that people fail to understand. To them, they look at the little things and they figure it's just a little thing. No, it's not just a little thing. The little thing snowballs. It adds up because you're doing it and you're doing it and you're doing it and you're and that person over there is doing it. But it's not only in the negative that we have to look at. It's also the positive. So let's flip it around. Like I can sit here and criticize all the people that are litter bugs, are completely socially irresponsible, are complete douchebags when it comes to the way they interact in the world. You know, those tailgating assholes, the, the litter bugs, the people that feel they're entitled. I could sit here and pick on all these complete assholes that make life difficult for the majority of the rest of us on a daily basis. And I could pick on all of them. Sure I can. I could name a million and one things that I see on a regular basis that these assholes can't look beyond themselves to realize their impact on everybody else. I can look at all the bad things, but no, I'm going to look at the good things. The good things being is, is that, hey, you know the little things I mentioned that are bad, like cigarette butts and garbage and you know, all this stuff that is just socially irresponsible. What about if we do the good things? Okay. If we reverse that and more people do good things and then more and more people do good things, think about what kind of impact that will have. You know, take away the bad things. Forget about the bad things. Think about the good things. If you do more good things, more people do good things and so on and so forth. Think about how much more we would advance moving forward. This is kind of what I want you to think about, what I want you to wrap your head around. Okay. As I said, I could pick on the bad things. I could pick on the million and one idiot drivers I see every day, aggressive drivers. Oh, we're in a rush. We're going to be aggressive on people. We're going to play Mr. Police Officer and, you know, so you can see us in your rearview mirror and we're going to speed and we're going to drive irrationally and we're going to do stupid things like text and drive. I can, you know, if you've been around my shows long enough, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves is bad drivers. I hate bad drivers. I, I just... But they repulse me. It's a responsibility. Don't take advantage of it. Okay, so we're not going to talk about that today. Today, political, environmental, and social climates. And this is all revolving around the climate, okay? Envi environmental changes, climate changes, and how they all interact with each other. Now, people have been hearing this for decades. Previous generation, my generation. Hell, I even went back to seeing an old episode of Family Ties. I don't know. You have to be my age, roughly, to remember that show. But there was an old TV show named Family Ties that starred Michael J. Fox. And to go a little further, if you know Michael J. Fox is, he played in the Back to the Future series and amongst a bunch of other movies. But he was... One of his early starts was a TV show called Family Ties. Good show. And uh, it's funny. I saw an episode, an early episode. And even back then, now this show had to been, geez, late 70s, early 80s at best. And Jennifer, the youngest daughter, was doing recycling, recycling newspapers. And I sat there and I looked at that and it blew me away because... I really don't recall recycling when I was a kid. I mean, I grew up in 72. That's when I was born, 72. And I don't recall ever recycling as a kid. Garbage was garbage was garbage. We didn't recycle. So, you know, as an adult going back and looking at old reruns of Family Ties and seeing that in that era there were people that were recycling, I thought that was interesting. Why didn't it catch on sooner? Why did it take so long well into, well into the 2000s for recycling to become a thing? Really, it really didn't take, it took that long. It's, it's, it's incredible that it became a mainstream thing. It's not a hard concept for recycling. And this is basically what we're talking about when it comes to environmental, because yes, the more you take from something, the less there is. So if you can reuse instead of keep taking, then it leaves a healthy growth in place, okay? And 
it'll make sense as we go along, but this is why recycling is important. Because if you keep taking from the planet, there's not much left for the planet. If you take out and don't give anything back, there's a limit to it. It's going to run out. It's like any living organism is going to defend itself. Guess what? The planet's going to defend itself too. And what's going to happen is, is the planet's going to shake us off, which the planet's already started doing. I don't know if you realize this, but yes, it's a living organism. It's starting to shake us off. Violent weather, weather changes, places that are not environmentally friendly to live, heat waves, tornadoes, you name it. That is the Earth's way of saying, hey, you know what? I'm a living organism and I've had enough of your bullshit. I'm going to start shaking you guys off because once you're gone, and we're talking about the human species, once you're gone, I'll still be here. That's what the Earth is saying. I'll still be here. I'll just rebuild. It's all good. I will envelop and I will reabsorb all the damage you've done and I'll renew myself and I'll be good to go. And I'll still be here in a hundred years. I'll still be here in a thousand years. I'll still be here probably in a million years. This is pretty much what the earth is saying right now. And we're at a very pivotal time. We're at a big turning point. We're kind of beyond that point of no return, but there still is a chance. Let me just emphasize this. The environment is not the responsibility of your governments. It is to a certain degree, but it's not just the responsibility of your governments. It's not just the responsibility of your neighbors. It's not just the responsibility of those, as you call them, tree huggers that like to protest. It's not the responsibility of anybody else. It is everybody's responsibility, including yours. So think about what you do on a regular basis that actually harms the environment. And if you don't know what harms the environment, maybe you should take a good look and do some research. Like your vehicle, like how much hydro you use or how much water you use, how much resources that actually require something to create something. How much of this stuff do you use? And what do you do with it? And what do you give back? These are all questions you should ask yourself because everybody is part of the problem. Everybody on this planet is part of the problem. Problem. Some more than others, some more than others, but everybody is responsible. Every little bit, like we were talking about in the beginning, every single bit is, it adds up. So you have to do little right things in order to right things. You could catch what I did there, but doing so much of the bad things, bad things are going to happen. Okay, so let's look at how this breaks down. Now, people like to blame the governments. They say it's the government's responsibility. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the government's always right. I'm not saying that governments are always wholesome. But unfortunately, we have this evil that rules this world. And that's called money. It isn't evil. Evil, 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 evil. And I don't care if you want to think, you know, devils and Satan and Lucifer and all that stuff or that kind of evil or whatever evil. You, it's just wrong. They say, oh, it's necessity. What are the solutions do we have? No, I, I believe there truly is other solutions other than money because money breeds greed and breeds loss of value, loss of morals, loss of, you know, our human side, our humanity. Money just breeds ugliness. It really, really, really breeds ugliness. And that's one thing that I don't think a lot of people see. They're so focused on it. They think they need it. They think it's necessity. So when you get in the political landscape, now, why do people get into the political landscape? They say it's to make a change. Maybe they do want to make a change in the world. Maybe they might make a change in their city or in their country. I think it's about power. So what do you need in order to keep in power? You need the support. You need the support of the influencers, in the sense, now we're not talking about influencers like streaming influencers. I'm talking about you need the 
influence of those who change the political winds and the political landscape and know who's who and is contacted with who and everything else. So that means politicians on the political scene have a tendency to get into bed with big business. What's the driving force for big business? Profitability. That's all big. That's all business cares about. That's all the 1% care about. They don't care about the planet. They're convinced that they're invincible because they have money. That's all they care about is the money. So when you have a wholesome politician, and believe it or not, there is wholesome politicians. When you have a wholesome politician that comes into power that tries to make a positive change, that truly cares about making changes in the world and affecting climate change, and they try to pass something, and they try to get something put it through as a law or whatever to make it stick. So make it so people, this is what has to be done. We're going to save the planet. This is going to make a big difference in the, in the climate change and the environment. Let's do this. So really great plan. But here's the problem. On the political landscape, what happens is, is that gets to, you know, the big business, the 1%, the rich, greedy bastards that seem to run everything. And they, they, they cross compare it. They weigh it against their profitability. And they're like, yeah, that's not profitable for us. We don't like that. Yeah, you got to get rid of this. Big business tells their politician friends, positions of power, and that great plan that that wholesome politician had gets smushed and buried. And a couple of years later, that particular person gets moved out of politics because we don't want his good ideas influencing anybody else. We don't want that. That would just be bad. We don't want his political ideas and his environmental wholesome ideas to infect the rest of the politicians. Heaven forbid we should have that happen. So big business uses their influence because the politicians, the greedy politicians, the the toxic politicians don't want to lose their power or position or big paychecks or whatever the case may be. So they're going to do what the big business wants. They're going to do, you know, all that. Now, some of you might say, yeah, you know, Matt Morgan, you and your tinfoil hat and your conspiracy theories. It's not conspiracy theory. You know, look at conspiracy theories and it's just an excuse for very toxic environments and very, I don't know, underhanded people to make you look like a fool for actually speaking more of the truth than, you know, they want you to know. So there might be some truth to some of these conspiracy theories, something you might want to keep in the back of your mind just to think about. Okay, so... We've removed that politician. The 1% didn't like it. The rich, greedy bastard, big corporations didn't like that idea because that's too much of an impact on their bottom line profits. Forget about it. That's pretty much the political scene in a nutshell. And politicians will make some bullshit excuse about the fact that, oh, yeah, we can't implement that plan. We don't have the resources for it. We don't have you know, the infrastructure to do that. It will take too long. It'll cost too much money. That is 100% BS. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Because when it comes down to survivability of a planet, of a species, 
of your own existence? What difference does money make if you're not here, if you don't exist, if the planet swallows you up and shakes you off, what difference does it make if you have billions or trillions of dollars? You're not going to be alive. Nobody else is going to be alive to serve you. So what does it matter if you have money? You won't be here to enjoy it. And this is my biggest argument. And this is what I say to those rich, greedy 1% big business. Think about what you're doing. Think about your business. Think about what makes you money. Think about your impact on the environment and the world. And you can use all the excuses like, oh, I won't be here. I'm going to enjoy it while I can. And oh, I'll die before that happens. Bullshit. It's on the doorstep right now. It's creeping up real quick. It's coming up your driveway, my friend. It's about to ring your doorbell and smack you upside the head. Like Publishers Clearinghouse and say, hey, guess what? Eggbit Man says you won a million dollars. That's how close environmental change is. And environmental crisis is. So <laughs> when you look at that, yeah, the politicians and big business are into bed together. If it's not profitable, we're not going to do it. And if I ever read another article about even my own country, which is supposed to be so wholesome, wholesome and everything else, like Canada, when I hear that we've shipped our garbage over to third world countries, wow. Why would a, I guess, quote unquote, first world type nation or country and whatever do you want to call it, ship stuff we have the resources to recycle stuff we have the resources to deal with waste but you cannot tell me that we cannot do recycling with anything that we make because doesn't it really take what is created to make itself think about that for one second can you not use plastic to make plastic can you not use rubber to make rubber can you not break down paper to make paper? See, this is the thing that gets me, and it's the biggest thing. I don't care what excuses you give me. You don't have to take from the planet anymore. There's no reason. There's enough recycle stuff out there. There's enough garbage out there, buried garbage from when we used to do landfills and probably still do landfills. There is enough resources and valuable materials that could be used to have a constant revolving door of materials to make more stuff without taking from the planet. But you know what the problem is? It's not profitable. It's not profitable, folks. We're sorry. It's going to cost too much. It's not profitable. Screw saving the planet. Screw saving our lives. We don't care about the environmental impact. We're going to keep digging and we're going to get the fresh stuff to make fresh new stuff. So if the, you know, half the country burns down because of wildfires, because of, you know, the increase in heat waves, you know, if the coast get flooded and the polar caps get melted and we flood, maybe the floods will put out the flames. You know, I mean, all these excuses, but at the end of the day, it's not profitable. If you're not alive, what does it matter? Make it 
forget about profit. This is the thing that bugs me about money. It's like, forget about ideals, forget about morals, forget about what's right, forget about what we need to do. I'm sorry, it's not profitable. You know, it is profitable. It's called saving your life. It's called saving your planet. It's called saving a species. Don't tell me it's not freaking profitable, okay? Because in the long run, it is profitable. You have better life, better health. You save species. You save environments. You save societies. You save countries. Because other than the political BS and maneuvering that goes on there for profitability for big business and the environmental impact of not actually investing into recycling. So what if you take a loss? The government should suck up the loss and go, oh, okay, you have a method of recycling that works great. If you're worried about paying your workers, we'll pay them for you. As long as your methods are effective and it's getting the stuff recycled and it's less of an environmental impact for great numbers, awesome. We don't care if it costs money, we'll give you money because that's what we should be doing. Forget about profitability because you know what their excuse is? You know what their method is? Ship it off to another third world country. Yeah, just dump it on a third world country. We'll just ship it somewhere, bury it. Really? And, and how is that? It's just shifting the blame. That's just shifting the problem. Instead of dealing with the problem, you're just shifting it somewhere else. And then that goes to our third point of social climates. So think about this. You, you don't deal with your own garbage and your own recycling and your own, you know, environmental impact in your own place where you live, your own country. You ship it off somewhere else. So then those environmental areas, those societies, third world countries, whatever the case may be, are impacted by it. Their environment, their agriculture, everything else. They can't grow food. It's dirty. There's health concerns. The, the whole area it becomes unlivable. No drinking water. You know what happens? And they, this has been going back thousands of years, if not millions. You know what happens when any species, not just humans, you know what happens when any species cannot find enough resources and food and everything else to survive? They migrate. They go elsewhere. They travel. So think about that for one second. If you keep shifting the problem from your backyard to somebody else's backyard and th their backyard becomes unlivable, guess where these people are going? That's right. They're coming to your backyard. That's exactly it. So those people in those poorer countries, you don't think much of because to them, they're just disposable and you put your garbage there as well. So they're disposable, disposable. Um, eventually, they're going to want to have a place where they could find resources to live and everything else. And they're going to migrate to where there is these resources. And guess what? Those resources are usually where the people that have money are, namely the 1% and the big business, the rich people. They're not going to care about anything that you have to worry about. They're not going to care about your, you know, 10 cars in the garage and your sports car and this and your that and your fancy house. They're just going to move on in. They've lived in stuff that's a hundred times worse. So it's going to be like a dream come true for them. You're not going to be able to stop them all. 
and they're going to be on your front lawn a lot sooner than you think if you don't start smartening up with the way you run your business practices or your political influences or environmental impact when it comes to profitability and bottom line. I mean... I mean, are we, we're not truly recycling. We're just faking it. We're, we're worrying about profitability and then just shifting it and hiding it so nobody sees it. I mean, we can govern successfully to protect key ecosystems from being exploited and abused. We can do that. We can govern successfully to protect these and we should put the resources in them. People are always looking at trees. Look at the sea. Look at the water. Look at the oceans. Those are the places you should be focusing on because that actually produces a lot more of uh, what the planet needs. Climate change can reasonably be expected to increase the frequency and intensity of a variety of politically disruptive environmental events slowly at first, but then more quickly. It is a reality. It might seem slow. It might seem manageable now. Snowball though, it's gonna get bigger. It's gonna get badder. It's gonna get a lot more destructive. I mean, during the coming decade, there'll be certain climate related events that will produce consequences that exceed the capacity of affected societies or global systems to manage. And these will definitely have global security implications. Not just security as in the you know, somebody's jumping your fence to get to your house or whatever. We're talking security in the sense of safety. Or, or providing resources, providing any sort of law enforcement, providing any sort of social structure. Because everybody's going to be crazy, hairy, carry, all worried about this, that, and everything else. And it's going to be survival of the fittest. There's not going to be enough to go around because there's no place to grow food. Because we've destroyed the planet. We've destroyed the fields. We've destroyed the places that create the food. And that's the thing. It's going to become such a point that there's nothing we can do about it. We have to get all places in the world to adapt, to fight against climate change. Work at reducing emissions, stopping their effects, diminishing future consequences. You know, we have to think about these kind of things. We have to think long term, but in the short term, we have to make some major changes quickly because we're going to have some tragic consequences and it's going to come quick. We've seen some small little things, especially this year, heat waves, not good. It's yeah. Otherwise, we're going to have a huge level of migration. You're going to see more of it in the years to come. I mean, other than protecting key ecosystems, we have to restore them. I mean, protect them, yeah, because Galapagos Islands, I hope, no, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, but they've had poacher fishermen out there poaching stuff. Protected species are being poached for profitability. Again, the evil of money, okay? The respect for nature is fundamental. Governments must protect ecosystems key to fight against climate change like rivers and wetlands and oceans and forests and you know mangroves absorb large quantities of carbon slowing the warming mangroves also serve as a barrier against tropical storms and wetlands absorb excess water from floods both extreme weather events you know that are caused by weather change i mean we have to re fortitude we have to strengthen those systems and protect them that's a key thing at this point point. and then you know support small agriculture producers forget about the big business forget about the big production line companies support the small guys because the big ones are looking for profitability and yield and how much can we produce and you know, pesticides and all this crap because they're large producers the small ones do things on a natural time a natural basis usually you know 
wholesome, organic, none of this chemical crap. Um, green energy, very important thing too. Get, I mean, you know what the stupidest thing I, I heard was that we're giving until 2030 for car manufacturers. That's the date that they can stop selling gas cars, gas powered cars. Really? You're gonna wait till 2030, 2030. That's eight years away from now. You know how much damage can be done in eight years? Do you know how much damage has been done in the past 10 years? No, 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 no. Buck stops now. Cut that by five years, 2025, three years to go. That's it, no more. But no, 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 big business, big oil, big oil, you know, big oil that does all this crazy stuff. I mean, hell, big oil's got so much money they made themselves royal, you know? That's just absolutely insane. But it's stupid. It's big business. It's bad business, in my opinion. But think about green energy, wind power, solar. There's a whole bunch of, you know, thermoelectric and hydroelectric energies. And there's a whole bunch of other type of energies that are natural that don't take from the planet. It's just using what the planet already provides. So, you know, we should think about those and use those more. Ban the oil. Ban anything that's going to cause any sort of harmful effects to the environment. I mean, combat short-lived climate pollutants, you know? I mean, those, those look those up. We're talking these pollutants include black carbon, like soot, methane, ozone, and hydrofluorocarbons. Uh, I mean, this is stuff that we should be getting... I can't believe we're not getting rid of those. Remember when styrofoam cups were a thing? You couldn't burn styrofoam cups. It was bad because of the ozone layer. But they found out there's a lot more to it. Folks, this is what we got to do. I mean, if your politicians aren't going to listen, then hit their supporters, which is the big business. Hit the financial, hit the big business, the 1%. Hit the rich. Hit the rich, which are influencing and, and smushing these environmental methods that could actually save the planet. Boycott these businesses. Hey, they're hurting right now anyways. They can't find employees. Hurt them even more. I'm not talking to the small mom and pop. I'm talking about the big businesses that only care about the bottom line and don't care about the world, don't care about the planet, and don't care really about what happens to everybody else as long as whoever's at the top of the pyramid makes their profit, gets their bonuses, gets to afford that new jet, you know, in the next term. It's pathetic when you start thinking money is more valuable than life. That is just so sad. And how those people live with themselves it, I have no idea. And yeah, I'm, I'm afraid to say it. I hope they burn in hell if there is a hell. One day, you know, when that day comes for them, I hope that they have eternal damnation for being greedy, being greedy, selfish, self-serving, putting their own comfort and luxuries and silver spoons up their asses before the world and the planet and the species. That's how it's going to be remembered. Could you imagine thousands of years or hundreds of thousands of years, another, I don't know, species from another planet comes to Earth and looks through everything and goes, huh. So over here we have greedy bastards who killed off the rest of the planet because they cared about this paper, little sheets with printed pictures and numbers on them. Pretty sad when you think about it, right? So boycott the big businesses, stop using plastic, start looking into green energies, start, I mean, do you need a big pickup truck? No, you don't need a big pickup truck because half those idiots don't use it for anything more than just be bullies on the street anyways, but you're using up diesel, you're using up gas. If you don't need it for what you do for a living, 
then reconsider your priorities. Environmentally, hey, recycling is important. Recycle, recycle, recycle. And guess what? When you put litter on the ground, that doesn't help the environment. Because if it doesn't get taken care of properly, it ends up in the actual green belt. It ends up, it ends up in the forest. It ends up hurting the environment. Pick up your trash, people. It's not somebody else's job. Put your trash where it belongs. So stop feeling entitled. And think about environmental things. Recycle. Be smart about recycling. Rinse out stuff. Learn what it means to recycle. And hey, in your environment, in your area, your city, your town, look into how they recycle and if they recycle and what the conditions they recycle. Put pressure on local politicians and local recycling plants so they could do more. That's important. Do that. Because... If we don't get on this, people, we're just going to end up killing ourselves and we'll have nobody else to blame but ourselves. Encourage your friends, your family, people you know, spread the message that climate change, look out the window. This is not something that is a fairy tale. This is something that's happening. This is something that's going on and you got to get beyond it, behind it. Even if you are still doing it, if you are doing it and you already have been doing it, encourage more people to do it. Educate more people to do it. Pressure your politicians, pressure the big business, pressure, pressure, pressure as a people, as the regular working class Joes, come on, Joes and Jills, we should be the ones that are dictating what goes on with the world in our societies, in our countries, in, in our communities. We have to take charge of this. We have to make the small changes in order to take care of the big change. Otherwise, you know what? Our days are numbered. We're screwed. And I'm sorry, I, I've always been a fighter all my life. I'm not going to go out like that. Because when it comes down to it, eventually there will be inhabitable places to live. And those inhabitable places that we keep sending our garbage because we're not taking care of our responsibility because, you know, we're like first world countries and they're third world countries. They're going to move into our backyards and just like it's going to be inevitable. So they went from environments that were uninhabitable. They moved to our environments that can't be habitated. Like there's not enough resources. Then there's not enough resources in our areas. Our resources become exhausted and then we run out of planet we run out of places to run to and when there's no more places to run to if the planet hasn't swallowed us up by then burned us out or flooded us or shook us off we just gotta kiss our asses goodbye and i'm sorry i don't want to go out like that you have to start taking climate change seriously start with some of the steps i've given you and get on it yes even Mr. and Mrs. Entitled, who you think your shit don't stink and that, you know, you're better than everybody else. Even you, Mr. and Mrs. Moneybags, it's your responsibility too. And your little charity benefits don't cut it. You got to do more than that. Okay. I don't want to hear a lot of talk, 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 because I see a lot of people doing a lot of talk, 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 and a lot less actions and actions speak louder than words. Okay. Wow. Thank you for listening to my rant tonight on this one. <laughs> Because I'm very passionate about this. I see what's going on and I try to present it to you in an everyday. I try to absorb a lot of stuff that I've researched and came across. And as I said, a lot of it's technical mumbo jumbo over everybody's heads. And I want to explain it to you in a simple way. It is not something I just dream up. It's reality, my friends. Media, big business, politicians, all of them are going to try to spin a story the way that they want. Not saying they're all wrong. But everybody has an agenda. And unfortunately, in the short term, some people are just so short-sighted that they don't see the long-term effect of global 
change and environmental change and the climate crisis. They're only seeing the profitability. They're only seeing how much money am I lining my pockets with? Do I get to buy that brand new sports car? Do I get to live luxury in the luxurious environment I'm used to? That's the thing. They don't think about the big picture and that's short-sighted on their part. Don't be that short-sighted individual that's naive and ignorant. Don't be that person. Be the better person. Have integrity. And like I've always said, be the change the world needs. We need it, folks. It's 2022. Shit's going to hit the fan in the next five years. We have to get on it today. Think about climate change. Do some research. Don't just stick with one article because everybody's going to swing things a different way. Be the change the world needs. The world needs a lot of change right now, environmentally for sure. You got to get on it. Okay, so I can sit here and I can scream at you for the rest of the night about that, but that's going to be up to you. It's your actions, your environment, your world, however you want to view it. Start at the political, start a big business, put pressure on them to do more. You know, tell them it's not about money, it's about lives. Because, you know, we keep taking from the environment, the environmental climate, we keep hurting it and it can't recover. It doesn't have the resources to stabilize itself. We're going to pay for it. And socially, we're going to pay for it in a lot of ways. We're going to have a whole bunch of new neighbors. We're going to have a political unrest. We're going to have society's going to be unrest. We're going to have much more crime, much more uh, anarchy and law breaking. We already see enough of that on the escalation, on the, on the rise. And we don't need that. Let's have a peaceful, fair, good world. We can do it. It's not a, it's not a dream. But we all have to make the effort. Yeah, the responsibility is on you and me and everybody. So spread the word. Get some action onto it. Okay, folks, as always, I thank you for being here. We're, I know we're over our, our minimum of uh, our 30 minutes that, you know, I always tell you I'd give you. But uh, <laughs> I tell you, I've been at this a while and I am just so pumped right now. I'm hoping that some of this has got a few of you thinking. I really do what we've discussed today. I hope a lot of it has got a few of you thinking about things. And, and how it all ties together. It, political and big business, it's true. It goes hand in hand. And if we keep taking from the environment, it's going to hit us across the board and it's going to come home. Don't think we're invincible because we're in North America. If you're listening from North America, if you're elsewhere, well, it all depends on how stable your society is and how the weather is on the outside and what's going on. But either way, your change in your part of the world is going to affect the rest of the world too, not just your immediate world. It's we're all in this together. All right. So please check out getoffmysoapbox.com for more information on this show of Get Off My Soapbox, as well as my daily podcast of Soapbox Daily. Also, please, I'd love to hear your feedback on Twitter, Mad Soapbox. Check that out. On Twitter, you can find me at Mad Soapbox. Please leave your comments, feedback. I'd like to hear more from you when it comes to what you think of the shows. I'd like to hear what you think about the topics. Let's discuss it. Bring it up there. I'd love to hear from you. Also, new FAQ section on the website. Check that out. I try to answer a lot of questions. We're still trying to, you know, fine tune a few things. So thank you for bearing with us. We've been at this for a little over a month now and we're still going strong onwards and upwards. Oh, also, thank you very much for your patience with dealing with me. I try to be fair across the board of everything. I generalize usually in a male sense. I do apologize. I don't know if some of you have noticed that. Please don't be critical on me on that. It's a very generalized term I used. I guess it just becomes like, for instance, I mentioned in uh, one of my shows recently, but please men. I don't mean it to be just police men. It's just a generalized term that's always been used. I should have been using police person or people. 
but so you know, I am far from being sexist. It's just generational thing. And then of course, stuff that I try to keep up with when the political landscape changes and, you know, the way the political correctness goes and keeps changing. So I just try to keep up on that. So thank you for bearing with me on that one. Other than that, and I know I had to point that out. Some people are like, oh, you didn't have to, but I just want to point that out. I do. It's in the best interest of my listeners, of you that come in here and listen to me, because I thank you very much. I do appreciate you coming by and listening to our shows and uh i do appreciate you so i thank you very much for being here especially on uh, our wednesday nights which are a little later in the day but hey check out those websites give me your feedback on twitter i'd love to hear from you i'm gonna wrap this up for tonight for another week of um, get off my soapbox and moving forward I am trying to put in some, other than Twitter, some more feedback methods that you can reach out to me to let me know what you like to hear, topics you like us to cover, things that are important to you. Still trying to figure out that structure, whether or not it's going to be a forum or some sort of chat board. I don't know. I haven't figured that out. But right now, Twitter is one way. Since we make videos from our podcast, you can leave comments, of course, on YouTube. We're also on Twitch. I think that's about what we're dealing. Oh, sorry. We're also on Reddit. You can find us there as well. All these things can be found at the top of the getoffmysoapbox.com website. So check that out. Other than that, hey, I'm going to wrap this up. As I said, thank you very much for being here for another week. Please keep your integrity in check. Be the change the world needs. And I will, well, for those of you that listen to me, Soapbox Daily, for those that listen to me every day, I will see some of you tomorrow morning. Otherwise, if you only stick around for our Get Off My Soapbox each week, I will see you next Wednesday. Again, I'm Matt Morgan. Have a great week or a great night, and I will see you next show. Bye for now. Take care. That's all for this episode of Get Off My Soapbox podcast. Appreciate you tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Mad Morgan, head over to getoffmysoapbox.com for links and details. Thank Thank you you for listening. listening. Don't forget to follow so you don't miss the next episode.